Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie, I got to know, did you survive the bomb cyclone, the Midwest blizzard, bombogenesis, whatever we're calling it? Are you okay? We are all here, but we were hardcore trying to blow away on Wednesday. I mean, I, just the winds were crazy, gusting 50 to 60, but... Steady blowing 30 to 40 to 45. And so it was a ridiculous. I've got a low profile vehicle and I was blowing all over the highway. Um, I lost one of my outdoor decorative pillows that was on my, on my front porch. It's gone. I don't know where it is. It's gone. Well, what do you mean it's gone? It, it blew away. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. It's in some other neighborhood or some other state. I don't know, but it is blown away. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, our power flashed at work a couple times. I know there was actual power outages across the state. Um, yeah, it was pretty eventful. That was all Wednesday. We got some really, really intense rain early, early Wednesday morning, and then it cleared out by like 10 o'clock, and it was bright, blue, sunny, perfect, and then the winds were just howling it up. Right, and you know, out here in the Pacific Northwest, I just watched it on TV, and it looked pretty awesome, and you know, you and I traded some text that day, but uh, I'm really jealous that you got to experience this because you went through what some are calling a once in a lifetime storm. It was it was amazing. I wish we could have had more than just wind. Like right. I know Colorado had that ridiculous snow combined with the wind, and I know they were like shut down, like shut down, and I just just looked crazy. And then I know Nebraska's like underwater and. You know, we're all here. We just we're picking up tree limbs and shingles and decorative pillows that are gone. So, I mean, it could have been more eventful, I guess. Sure. And there's a meme that goes around the Internet anytime that there's a storm like this where it's like, oh, we will rebuild. You know, it's a picture of a chair that is kind of blown over sideways. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, not a big deal, but we will rebuild. So we'll get into the Midwest blizzard here in just a second. Uh, Bonnie, we're halfway through the month of March. As you guys know, we're part of the National Weather Podcast Month Club. Um, yes, I just made up a club, so we're part of this with, uh, <laughs> with five other podcasts, including <laughs> the Carolina Weather Group, Ice Station Houseman, Stormfront Freaks, Weather Brains, and Weather Hype. Um, if you want more information on National Weather Podcast Month, uh, search the hashtag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, hashtag NWPM, or you can check out weatherpodcastmonth.com. Follow them on Twitter at WXPodcastMonth. Um, again, a lot of great information from these other five podcasts. I've been, been listening a lot lately. Uh, just really good information. Uh, I'm just, I, I'm really impressed, Bonnie, by the level of, you know, discussion and the science and everything that's involved with these shows, because it really is showing that, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are very passionate about weather, uh, including you and I, but it, it's great just to hear that 
You know, you don't get that every day unless you, you know, watch the Weather Channel 24-7. But even then, it's great to see that all these, you know, people are invested in helping to create this weather-ready initiative and, you know, help people become more prepared. Absolutely. And, you know, with social media and podcasts and YouTube, it's like it is so much, I don't want to say easier, but easier to get information out. And, you know, there's just so many different outlets to get information, you know, be more knowledgeable about weather and weather safety. And so, you know, for there to be a whole month dedicated to that and some pretty awesome podcasts involved in it, not just shooting our own horn. All the other ones are amazing as well. But, um, you know, it's just awesome that that's a thing and it's being recognized and, you know, advertised and broadcasted and everything. So, you know, just making the nation more weather aware is super important and having free podcasts that you can listen to whenever you want. It just makes it that much easier. So definitely a good thing. You know, it's funny when we're going to, like I said, we're going to get into the blizzard. We're going to get into the flooding. And part of the reason why we're part of this group, like we've talked about is helping create people to be aware and, you know, the, the four biggest, you know, really, I think, wintertime into spring transition storms are thunderstorms, tornadoes, you know, lightning and flooding. And it's funny because this week we've seen all of those, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in mass amounts. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where you just have to be prepared because, you know, listen, like I, I'm sitting here taping this on Sunday afternoon with you right now outside. It's bright blue sunshine and it's a beautiful day, but that doesn't mean in two hours it can change. And I've seen that happen where, you know, and we talked about on the show a couple of weeks ago where, hey, it's bright blue sunshine. It's 40 degrees, but yet we're expecting a snowstorm tonight. So if you're prepared, it's going to make life a lot easier. And if for some reason you are involved in a severe weather situation, being able to relay that information and know what to do is really important. And that's why, you know, we joined up with these other shows because we really care about our listeners and we care about the public. We want you guys to be aware of what's happening because weather is something that does affect you and you need to be aware of it. Absolutely. And that's the only way to protect yourself and your property is to be aware of it. So, you know, if you don't have at least two or three different sources that you check, then I mean, chances are you're not going to get the information you need in a timely manner. And I know a lot of phones and a lot of apps, you know, buzz and go off when there's warnings and stuff in your area, but those aren't always that reliable. So it's kind of on everyone as an individual to proactively be checking and following up so you're right and you know as part of the part of this initiative we're airing these messages from james Spann, who is part of the weather brains podcast and so this week we wanted to air his message about flooding it's very time appropriate it makes a lot of sense Here's a message from James Spann from the Weather Brains Podcast. Hi, this is James Spann with the Weather Brains Podcast, and here's a message to get you weather ready. The spring season is here, and we want to prepare you for spring weather threats, which includes flooding. If you are in your car, do not drive into flooded roadways or around a barricade. Turn around, don't drown. Water may be deeper than it appears, and it can hide many hazards like sharp objects, washed out road surfaces, and electrical wires. 
A vehicle caught in swiftly moving water can be swept away in a matter of seconds. Just 12 inches of water can float a car or small SUV, and 18 inches of water can carry away large vehicles. For more information, please visit the NOAA Weather Ready Nation website at weather.gov WRN. And that was James Spann from the Weather Brains Podcast. So, Bonnie, let's jump into the Midwest blizzard because that really was the big story early in the week. Um, it was a bomb cyclone. It underwent bombogenesis, which means 24 millibar drop in a 24-hour period. Uh, it was really impressive to watch this thing start. And, you know, the weather came through with us here, you know, late Sunday into Monday. And then it once it hit the Four Corners region, well, hey, you know, the party started. Um, just some of the highlights, you know, we can go over this. It bombed out, Bonnie, at 969 millibars. Jeez. Which is a very, very strong storm. And, you know, if you follow any type of tropical weather, you're looking at a, a Category 2 hurricane somewhere in there, just mm-hmm. based on the pressure and the wind speed. And we'll jump into the wind speed here in a second because I know, like you were saying, Oklahoma got involved with it. But this thing wasn't just snow. This was snow, rain, flooding rain, thunderstorms, and tornadoes. Yep. So this thing spawned uh, an EF2 in Dexter, New Mexico, uh, late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. On that time frame, according to the National Weather Service, it's the earliest known tornado in the state over an EF1. So, you know, we yeah, there, there's a there's a starting point. So that should have right there let you know that this thing was serious. Um, yeah. Later in the in the in the uh, life cycle, it spawned a tornado uh, that barely missed the NWS office in Paducah, Kentucky. Uh, by the way, it's a bad week for NWS offices. And we'll get into that here in a minute when we go into the flooding. But uh, NWS Paducah dodges a bullet with. Uh, a tornado. NWS Omaha has been evacuated and they're working out of a separate office because their office is pretty much underwater at this point. Um, wow. Yeah, you can go to go to NWS Twitter or sorry, uh, twitter.com slash NWS Omaha and scroll down. And you'll see a picture that was sent out today actually by somebody doing, a, I think, a rescue operation or doing some type of observation. And they showed the office and you can see it's it's pretty much underwater at this point. Um, so tornadoes were a big deal. I had family members in Michigan have a tornado on the ground in the county that they live in. And then some other family members and distant relatives had a tornado move through the town where they grew up and a ton of damage. So, I mean, this storm wasn't just one facet. This thing had many, many levels to it. Um, but I really think the big story obviously was the wind and the snow. Denver, you'll love this stat. Denver went temperature-wise from 62 degrees Tuesday afternoon to 26 degrees on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, 40-degree drop. Good grief. I know. And again, now, people might scoff, well, that happens here all the time, Bobby. Yeah, it does. I understand when you're on the front range, that happens. But you generally don't go from that to a massive blizzard. You can do that in a snowstorm, and it happens from time to time. But, man, a 40-degree drop in 24 hours. Denver International Airport, winds gusted above 57 miles an hour for six straight hours. I want to say their highest gust was 80. I know that in southern Colorado, there was a gust to 97. Um, Mm -hmm. A couple unofficial reports of gusting over 100 miles an hour. Cheyenne, (laughs) Cheyenne, uh, Wyoming received 14 inches of snow in a 24-hour period, making it the fourth heaviest uh, single-day snowfall event for them. Uh, Denver International, I think, got seven or eight inches. Thousands of flights canceled. Uh, mm-hmm. You had a thousand people stranded in cars. 
Um, and obviously, you know, if you watch the Weather Channel or follow anybody on social media, you saw all the videos of like the truck being blown over in uh, Amarillo, which I still think is one of the most fascinating pieces of video to come out so far this year. Um, New Mexico State Police tweeted the photo of the train that was blown off the trussle and fell into the ravine because of the wind. I mean, yeah. this thing was just in incredible. And, you know, I, I know we're not doing a justice on the recap here, but man, Bonnie, when you look at this, this might go down as the storm of the year. Yeah. Oh, definitely. If not years, you know, and I, just to watch it happen and for it to go on so long right. and it affected half the country, you yep. know, so uh, in all different ways, like you said, snow and rain and floods and tornadoes and everything. And so just crazy. And I agree with the semi being flipped over and not only flipped over, but then continue to blow down right. the street a little bit. And so just, you know, I'm sure that was momentum and things like that, but still it's just, just craziness. Right. And you know, if you watch uh, weather underground on the weather channel, and I'm not intentionally just giving them a shout out because I love the show, which I do. They actually broke down the like science behind the fact that this trailer was blown over and they did the, you know, they used the mathematical calculations to formulate the surface area of the side of the truck and how much force it would take to basically blow it off, off its wheels. And it was just really fascinating to go through and watch that because you're like, man, the amount of energy needed to lift this semi up. And we don't know if it was loaded or not, but yeah. regardless, you just blew an 18 wheeler off of its wheels and you're right. Yeah, momentum carried that thing a little bit. But I also believe that the wind pushed that thing, continued to push that thing down the freeway because, yeah. I mean, just going back through basic science, once you, if I remember this correctly, once you leave your wheels or leave your feet, your initial momentum will stop. It will still carry a little bit, but you're no longer applying that force to the ground, right? So it's like when you jump, okay, yeah, you've jumped and you've released all your potential energy as you're making your way up. But at that point, when you start to lose it, other forces interact with it. So if you're blown off your wheels and the wind is gusting to, say, 75 miles an hour, your force is still going to push you based on the wind. But, uh, man, it was just the video. The video when I saw it live gave me chills. The first time yeah. they aired it, I was watching. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. And I know I sent you a, a text about it and then we tweeted about it. Um, man, it was just it was incredible to see, and I was just really, really impressed in how strong the storm was. And I will say this, props to the models, props to the forecasters. Everybody mm -hmm. did a really, really good job on this, and I think we owe you know, a lot of people a lot of gratitude because you guys nailed it. Um, the models did really well on it, and so you know what? For all your haters out there that say we never get it right in terms of weather, well, guess what? We got this right. Yeah, we did. Big time. So. And I say we, but you know what I mean. Right. But yeah, they did. And they were on top of it the whole time, beginning to end. And I'm sure saved a lot of lives. A Absolutely. lot of lives. Absolutely. Which, uh, do we know if the guy got out of the semi? Uh, I believe he did get out of the semi, yes. I believe he was fine. Um, I want to say I saw reports that he maybe had some bumps and bruises, mm -hmm. but was wearing a seatbelt. So that, you know, probably helped a lot. Yes. So. Oh my gosh. If he wasn't, he would have just been bouncing all around that cabin of that right. truck and that just would have been bad. Right. Unbelievable. So, um, you know, the storm went from basically early Tuesday into Friday and mm -hmm. we're still dealing with the effects of it as we've now made this transition from the snow 
in the Midwest to massive amounts of flooding. And Bonnie, when you look at what's going on right now in the states of, you know, Nebraska, Missouri, Iowa, and then as you move down the Missouri River and, of course, down toward the Mississippi River, uh, we're starting to look like things are not getting better. And, in fact, it probably gets worse. Um, we mentioned that NWS Omaha has been evacuated. They're working out of a, uh, another office in the state. And uh, real quick, if you aren't familiar how the National Weather Service works, there are you know offices in different regions of the country, and they can all act as a backup for different ones. Um, mm-hmm. Example here in Portland, uh, last year the National Weather Service building caught fire. There was an issue with a heating vent and caught fire, and so they had to evacuate. So they called Seattle, and Seattle had additional staff come in, and Seattle was able to back up the Portland office. Still had access to the radar, still had access to all of the information, and so then basically Seattle was acting as the de facto Portland office. So now that NWS Omaha has been evacuated, they've moved, I believe, to Elkton, um, Nebraska, and they're overseeing the operations for Omaha, but even then, they're still sending out products, and so this morning, they sent out a situation report. The main rivers impact are the Missouri, the Platte, the Elkhorn, the Big Blue, the Loop, Neobrara, Little Sioux, and I'm going to totally botch this name, but the Nishnabotna River. Creeks that are impacted are Logan, Ponca, Willa, uh, Lincoln, and Turkey. Um, River flooding will continue for days with several rivers reaching major or historic levels. The confidence is high. Um, And you go through and you just look at this. I mean, just in terms of so far just today, and these are 16 new preliminary records that have come out. The Plattsmouth River uh, is currently running on Missouri. The Missouri River at Plattsmouth is now at 40 feet 62. It's beaten the old flood record of 36 feet. At Nebraska City, preliminary says 30 feet flood stage. Uh, previous record was 28-27. In Brownville, uh, 45 foot uh, river depth. Previous record 44. Then the Platte and then the Elkhorn and all the way down. Just it's just looking at all these and man, when you look at this, it's heartbreaking because you know there are levees that are being breached. There are levees that have been breached. There are ice jams um, on the. Uh, uh, upper Elkhorn river and all these people are just, you know, water's backing up and then it bursts through. And it's just, it's one of those things where you look at a flood map right now and Bonnie everywhere in basically Eastern Nebraska appears to be underwater. Jeez. And uh, for that to be, you know, in the Midwest where especially we've been dealing with a lot of drought. Yep. It just, that's just incredible to go from one extreme to that, to the other from one storm especially correct so that is just crazy and you know it, it historic flooding like that doesn't happen often but when it does it's just amazing to see right and you know they're saying the messages of the day as historic river flooding continues across the region today ice jams are still possible like we said in the upper elkhorn river gavin's point releases are still being steadily decreased through tuesday fortunately the weather remains quiet next couple of days next chance of rain or snow is monday night into tuesday up to a half inch of liquid uh precip is possible so again not a whole lot but still when you're looking at major flooding up and down the missouri river on the platte river all the other rivers that we mentioned it's going to take time for that to go away and you know we hope that there aren't significant you know rainstorms or snowstorms coming and if we can keep it quiet the better but you know this water is making its way down the Missouri which will dump out into the Mississippi with a very started seeing 
some signs of some other flooding now on the Mississippi River. So, you know, once it finally recedes from your area, it doesn't mean that it's completely done. But if you go back and look at pictures of what's happening in Nebraska, I mean, uh, off at Air Force Base, which is where United States Strategic Command is, they're saying the base now is open to essential personnel only. They've had to evacuate a lot of people. They said like something like 30 buildings are underwater of the like, you know, 300 that are on the base. And, you know, they're worried that, you know, some of these things that we are really important to our national security are going to be affected. And man, it's just not, it's not a good thing. And it's, uh, it really is heartbreaking. You're seeing, you know, there are a couple deaths already attributed to this. I want to say there's maybe three or four deaths so far, but man, it's just, it's insane. It's absolutely mm-hmm. insane. Completely insane. And it just makes you recognize the power of nature. And, you know, it, it, it I don't know what, I'll just be honest. I don't know what caused such a historic storm to happen, but I mean, it must've been a very significant imbalance in the atmosphere. Sure. And, you know, mother nature has corrected the imbalance and now things are leveled out again. So that's what happens. You know, and it's funny, this flooding, it's not funny. I shouldn't say that, but when you look at the reason why they're having this flooding, it was, you know, all the snow that came through with the storm and all the rain that came on top of it. And then it's just finally starting to melt off. And once you got water on top of snow is never good. You know, it's no, just, it's when what... the ground is already saturated, yep. it can't hold any more water. So it just ponds on top and then it just continues to fall. And there you go. You just get more and more water and flooding and rivers rising and any amount of precipitation. They're supposed to get more rain at the beginning of this week. I mean, even if it's a little bit of rain, that's just going to make it yep. quite a bit worse. Yep. And I mean, it, it, we, like I said, if you go back and, you know, just just go look at the National Weather Service Omaha page. And you can see people are posting videos of just, you know, the fact that this flooding has come up. It's into oil refineries. It's into, oh. like we said, off at Air Force Base. It's, you know, creating little islands and pockets of higher terrain. But, man, it just it honestly looks like somebody took a hose and turned it on full and literally just, you know, every low point is flooded. Uh, the video I'm watching right now shows off at Air Force Base. Their main runway is basically the only thing above water at wow. this point in this video. And it's just, you know, it's just really, really terrifying. There's other videos that show stuff like on the Platte River going through Louisville, uh, Nebraska. The Platte River is almost at the top of Highway 50 Bridge, which is really scary. The Spencer Dam uh, apparently you know, has gone, has basically lost out now and it was built a long time ago, but man, it's just, when you go through and you look at it, you know, it it really is heartbreaking, but man, you know, it's one of those things where again, this is just going to be a thing until it takes time before it recedes. But I mean, the entire state of Nebraska and like we said, Iowa and Missouri, they're all dealing with this and eventually we hope and pray that's over soon, but you know, thank you to our first responders. Thank you to the National Guard. U.S. military have been helping, you know, rescue people. Hopefully we can keep, you know, the amount of deaths down. Uh, but, man, it's just, it's it's incredible. It really is when you look at the damage. And, man, we hope it ends soon because it is not good. No. Yeah. 
And, you know, for it to affect everything, like you said, a little bit of national security is making people, you know, a little worried and things like that and affecting Air Force bases and government offices. And so it's crazy that, you know, natural disasters like that can really impact things on such a large scale like that. So It's, it's so true. And, you know, as you know, as you live in the Midwest, there's not a whole lot of the, you know, Midwest that has elevation. And so when you get flooding, it, all it takes is just a little bit of water. And mm-hmm. once the, you know, the water leaves the riverbanks, it's, it's kind of game on. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm just, I, 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 my heart goes out to him because it's, you know, something I've dealt with flooding here in the Pacific Northwest a couple times, but you guys seem to get it a little bit more in the Midwest than we do. And man, it's just, it's really sad. Yeah. Yep. And my, like you said, my heart goes out to them as well. And of course we'll keep following it and see what happens and the recovery and everything. Um, It's just, it it really is awe inspiring. So yes, but Bonnie on a happier note, which I don't want to make this transition like that, but on a happier note, you asked me last week to redesign our logo because we were kind of tired of it. And I, I admit yeah, it wasn't the greatest logo when we launched the show, you know, a couple months ago. However, however, we have a new awesome logo, and yeah. I'm really happy with it. Me too. Me too. Love it. So, uh, it is a play on the international weather symbol for Thunderstorm, which you have tattooed on you, which I thought is pretty freaking awesome. So, um, I was spending last Sunday and Monday trying to, you know, come up with an idea and I just happened to, you know, scroll across one of your pictures on Facebook and I was like, Ooh, we could make a play on this. Like, you know, we could, we could do something where I don't know if I want to use that symbol directly or do something different, but, um, we came up with an adaptation. If you haven't seen our logo yet, I don't know where you have been because we've plastered it all over our social media, but hey, that's just us. Um, go check it out. It's awesome. It's like I said, it's a play on the international uh, weather symbol for thunderstorm. We've incorporated a cold front and a warm front, our B2 logo, and we've come up with our new show logo. And I'm really happy with the way it turned out. I think it looks good. Bonnie, when you saw it, um, you saw the first design of it. And then you had a really good suggestion to change it up a little bit. And I think once we made those changes, it turned out the way we wanted it to be. Yeah, definitely. It's so much better than the other one. I mean, you know, you got to start somewhere. So, of course, always appreciate the original logo. But definitely having one that's more weather-centered and, you know, makes it obvious what the podcast is about just by the symbol. Then that's it's definitely more the direction that we wanted to go. And so it looks really good. You did a good job and I'm very happy with it. Thank you. I will say this. I'm not a graphic designer by any stretch of the imagination. I can whip up some stuff pretty quick if I need to. Um, But I was really happy with that. I created it actually on PowerPoint. (laughs) So, I mean, that alone tells you how much my graphic skills are. Uh, I have (laughs) to use PowerPoint to create that. But I will say this. PowerPoint is very smart and intuitive, so when you start building something, it kind of puts two and two together. So it really helped me actually create the design of it. So I was very happy. Um, we did two versions of it. The first version, you know, we posted. I just wanted to get something up to see how it looked, um, especially on mobile phones, since that's how majority of our people listen to our show. And I wanted them to feel, you know, like, oh, check this out. This is really pretty. I will say this. I spent a good seven hours trying to come up with an idea of what I wanted the background to look like. 
And then after I did some more digging on what Apple and some of the other, you know, audio providers request that you do, that idea quickly went out the window because it just, it wasn't going to work. It would have looked really funky and I didn't want that. So I just thought, you know, let's just keep it simple and clean. I think it looks really good. I think it looks like a lot of, you know, other logos in terms of just, you know, just mm -hmm. sharpness and it pops and I was really happy with it. So thank you for, you know, giving me something to do earlier this week. I really do appreciate that. And uh, I really do hope that you like the way it turned out. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I'm sure the audience will love it too. If you're not subscribed, go subscribe so that you too can enjoy the logo. Yes. And you can follow us, of course, on our Twitter page at weather podcast, W E A T H E R podcast, P O D C A S T. Uh, follow us on Facebook uh, at B Squared Weather on Facebook. So Facebook.com slash B Squared Weather. We are on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Weather Podcast. And um, yeah, we're just, we're happy and it's clean. It's a new month. It's a new us. I loved your tweet, new logo, who dis? That was pretty funny. <laughs> it made me laugh. So <laughs> thank you for doing that. That was pretty awesome. Well, I've got to get that name out there and, you know, got to show everyone the, uh, the artistic skills that you've got. So exactly. And, uh, there is a chance that we will be making a t-shirt or two of that logo. So be on the lookout for the merch. Oh, absolutely. Stickers, t-shirts, the whole nine. You want a hoodie sweatshirt? We can make that happen. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. For sure. We'll make it good. All right. So we've talked about what you guys went through last week. Bonnie, what do you guys have coming up this week in Oklahoma? A uh, pretty chill week. Um, highs in the mid 60s, getting close to 70. Um, Wednesday, a little bit of chance of rain, and it'll be in the 50s. But for the most part, clear in 60s, and I'm okay with that. Like just having a nice. Here's the deal. I'm tired of cleaning the dog's feet every time he comes in from outside. I so bet. So I'm just some dry weather for just a little while will be nice. <laughs> that is fantastic. Well. Out here in Portland, out here in Northwest Oregon, Bonnie, like I said, it's 70 degrees. It might hit 70 this afternoon. I'm going to have to go out and experience the warm sunshine. Um, right. We actually get into a wind advisory tonight. So we're going to have that lovely warm, warmer air or colder air, depending on how you look at it. Um, it goes in effect tonight, 7 o'clock through 10 a.m. Tuesday morning. East winds will kick up, uh, sustained 20 to 30 miles an hour, gusting to 45. In the usual suspect places, coming out of the Columbia Gorge, East Portland, up in the West Hills, where I live on the south and west side of the Portland metro area, there is a gap directly between my house and the Gorge outflow. So there's no hills to like reroute it. I usually get the full brunt of it, which I'm actually really happy about. Um, and every house I've lived in, in Oregon has always been within like one or two, like little offshoots of that. So I've always had an east wind, even when they say it's not it's supposed to affect really the area that I live in, but it will be there. So I'm really happy, but, uh, wind advisories up, gusty winds will blow around unsecured objects. So I'll pull out my pillows so they don't do what yours did, uh, <laughs> and fly around. Tree limbs could be blown down. A few power outages may, um, result. I will say this. We've been dry for a couple days. So mm -hmm. hopefully we won't get trees coming down. I don't think this is a thing, but Bonnie, we're going to stay clear and windy through at least Tuesday into Wednesday. We might hit 72 degrees on Tuesday, which again, you go back two weeks, we're looking at snow yeah. and we go from snow to 72. I am happy with that. As long as we stay there, I'd be happy. The forecast will taper off temperature wise a little bit, uh, maybe get into some rain showers, uh, second half of the week. 
uh, as we get into Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But, you know, temperatures will be up around 72 on Tuesday. And by the time we get to Saturday, temperatures will be topping out in the mid-50s. But a, an early shot of spring, I'm totally okay with that. Uh, depending on how Wednesday looks, I might actually get out and go golfing. We'll see, fingers crossed. Um, so we will see. But we have our uh, Oregon AMS uh, winter weather recap coming up on Tuesday night. Um, we're going to videotape that, and uh, we'll post that on the Oregon AMS Facebook page. For those of you guys that want to go back and take a recap of what happened to us over the winter, uh, our chief meteorologist from the Fox affiliate, Mark Nelson, uh, does this presentation every year. It's fascinating. A lot of slides, and I'm going to say we'll probably have 75 or 80 slides because of all the near misses we had. And then once we finally actually got into the snow, uh, Mark does a really good job of model analysis, forecast analysis, why it happened, why it didn't happen. So it'll be very fascinating. That will be on the Oregon AMS page uh, late Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. It's also our nominations and election meeting. So uh, I've already told my president I'm in to be the VP again next year. So we'll all get nominated and then we'll vote. And uh, we will find out the results in April and May. And then we have one more meeting and we can take a break for the summer. So uh, a busy week weather-wise. Thankfully, not a whole lot happening weather-wise, but still plenty of stuff to do. Well, that sounds exciting, and I'm going to be looking for that uh, weather recap, winter weather recap, to come out Tuesday night so I can watch it. Um, and good luck on the election. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's uh, It's been a, a great time to work with the folks at the Oregon AMS. I've been involved with it. Gosh, I'd have to think now coming back. Let's see here. I was the president in 2009, so 10 years ago I was the president of the chapter. I've been the VP since 2012, So, and I was a counselor before that. So I've been involved with it for, gosh, almost 15, 16 years. That's, that's been a long time, but I love it. I love the group of people we work with. Um, it's just it's great to be around people that are passionate about the weather and passionate about other things, and we all kind of have our own little quirks and our own little things that you know we really follow and we love but man i'm i'm really blessed to work with such a great group of people um and the oregon chapter is the largest non-college based chapter in the u.s so you know it's it's been really cool to watch that thing grow over the years that we've been involved with it yeah that sounds awesome and you know nothing's better than getting together with fellow weather geeks and just letting loose and getting going and i don't know about you but once i start talking about anything weather i can't be stopped so oh absolutely it's nice to be with people who can appreciate what I'm saying instead of regular people who are just looking at me like, wow, you're fascinated by wind. Right. <laughs> be like, yeah, what's your problem with it? Come on. You should be too. Um, it's great though. We you know we got an email from one of the uh, meteorologists at the national weather service and I I'm friends with him. I've met him a couple times, but he's like, Hey, me and my girlfriend are going to come to the AMS meeting. Do we have to be members? We're like, no, it's open to the public. Please come and hang out. And then we're like, you know, if you want, make sure you join. Cause we'd love to have you as a member. But it's funny, his girlfriend um, left the University of Washington like three credits away from having her bachelor's in meteorology. And we're just like, oh, you're so close. You should go back. Super sweet people. Uh, it's it's really cool because, you know, like I said, if you're a weather geek, it's a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. yeah, and you know, like all clubs, they all have drama and different stuff here and there. But man, uh, just such a great group of people. We have such a blast doing it. And, you know, we've added some things throughout the years. The, our presence on social media has exploded. You know, we started doing videos this year. And 
it's been great. You know, we're trying to find the happy medium to keep everybody involved because if you can't make a meeting, a lot of people are upset. And, oh, you know, I, you know, there's no recap of it. You can read our notes that our secretary produces, but it's not the same as being there. So at least now having video, it's a chance for people to be involved and interactive and they can see kind of what our chapter is about. So, uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to Tuesday night. And uh, like I said, it's probably going to be a pretty long presentation because Mark will have a lot of slides. Well, that sounds exciting, and I can't wait to see the video of it. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Bonnie, another fantastic episode of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.